So happy birthday, everyone. Today, as we know, is Pentecost, which we celebrate really the birthday of the church when God creates us as this Christian community, as this family of God. And in our parish this Sunday, actually in the next Mass, we're blessed to celebrate the Sacrament of Confirmation with our students. And so that we have confirmation, this time when we remember when we were sealed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, being celebrated on Pentecost is a great blessing for us. It causes us to kind of remind ourselves of our own confirmation. So can anybody remember their own confirmation? Maybe a, a while ago. I was trying to think of mine when it happened. I remember I was confirmed by Archbishop Exner. And I remember in his homily, he talked about how the church is like a family, that in baptism we become members of this family, and in confirmation we kind of grow in maturity in this family and take on the mission of the church. And in the readings today, really this theme of family, the church being a family, is very, very central. In the first reading from Acts of the Apostles, we hear how Pentecost creates us as a family of God that is united in our diversity. We're a united family. So we hear today in the first reading this account of Pentecost. And Pentecost is described as being an undoing of division that happens earlier in the Bible. So there's a lot of different words for sin in various languages, but in German the word for sin is Sunde, which we get the word sunder from, to tear apart. So sin, as we see in the Bible, divides people, it separates people, it causes division among people. In the Pentecost account that we hear in Acts, we see how this division is overcome. So we hear this story about how the Holy Spirit descends on the apostles, on the disciples of Jesus in tongues of flame, and then Peter goes and speaks using his tongue. And what's very important is that the people all understand Peter, even though that they come from different backgrounds, different languages. And so we have here people of different languages all understanding each other. And when we hear this, this should kind of tweak our imagination or our memory about an event in the book of Genesis, which Acts of the Apostles undoes. So does anybody remember when we have Genesis, the story of the Tower of Babel? What happens at the Tower of Babel? We see that the people sinned by building this tower towards God. It's kind of like a symbol for overcrossing the boundaries of where a person should cross. The people disobey God's commandment. And what is the result? We have here the result that people's different languages are created as a result of this. They can no longer understand each other, and this creates division, disunity. Acts of the Apostles undoes this. Now with the coming of the Holy Spirit, this gift of unity, people can understand one another again. They're united again. And very importantly, it's not as though they speak all the same language. They're not kind of completely uniform. We have here unity within diversity. And this is really what it means to be Catholic. Catholic means universal. And I think when we look at our parish here in St. Peter's, we're blessed to have such a diverse community. People from all places in the world, all kinds of different backgrounds, but united in the love of God and in the love of the Holy Spirit. So Pentecost then is our birthday today as the church. We're created as a family that is united. Pentecost also sends us as a family out on a mission we're sent by Christ to continue his work. And we heard this in the gospel today. Jesus appears to his followers, and before he gives them the gift of the Holy Spirit, he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. 
and then the apostles are sent out to continue building up this peace in the world. Ultimately, the Holy Spirit empowers each and every one of us to be God's agents to continue the mission of Christ, building up the kingdom of God and bringing about peace. So now if you remember your confirmation, does anybody remember being kind of slapped or gently slapped by the bishop when this happened? No, maybe, I won't ask you to put up your hands because it will tell us your age, okay? So I think I was one of the last ones when the bishop still did this. It was a very light kind of touch on the cheek by that time. But for obvious reasons, okay, we don't continue this custom. But the reason that custom was there goes back to something that happened kind of in the Middle Ages with knights. When knights were sent out on a mission, they were slapped across the face. This wasn't a sign of disrespect, but it was a sign for them to wake up, go out and do the mission that you've been given to do. So ultimately, in the Catholic tradition, confirmation is seen as a time when people receive the Holy Spirit in a new way and are empowered to be sent on this mission. And here we get kind of a bit of the diversity within Catholic theology, even among different Catholic rites. So for example, if you were to go up to the Ukrainian Catholic cathedral up the road, you would know that they they baptize children and then they confirm them right away because they want to emphasize that confirmation completes this gift of the Holy Spirit that's given at baptism, and we believe that as well. Uh, But in the Western Church, a tradition developed to want to emphasize how confirmation is missional. It sends us out to continue the mission of Jesus Christ. And this ultimately is what we hear in the Gospel, that Jesus says, peace be with you, and we are sent out on a mission to continue this peace. So we're a people who are made a family, who's united by the Holy Spirit. We're a family with a mission. And finally, we see in the second reading that we're a family where everyone is important. Everyone has value and everyone has something to contribute. The second reading today, Paul is writing to the Corinthian community, which was known for being divided between rich and poor, between people who are enslaved and between slave owners. And Paul communicates this incredible analogy of the body, that we, the followers of Jesus, are the body of Christ. Jesus is our head. The Holy Spirit is like the blood that unites us, that flows through our veins. And this was a powerful image. At Paul's time, as in our own time, there are people in society who are excluded, who are marginalized. At Paul's time, a lot of the people who were marginalized were slaves or women sometimes, who were seen as not having the same power as freed men. And early Christian communities actually attracted predominantly slaves because they had their dignity restored by the Christian message, this message that Paul communicates, that every single person has this enormous dignity and love in the eyes of God. Jesus came to save each of us and to make us brothers and sisters. And this metaphor of the body communicates that we need to work together We all have different gifts. We all have what we call different charisms. We all have different talents we receive naturally. And also these gifts and talents are developed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. We all have different things we can do in our life to communicate this mission that God sends us on. So today at this great celebration of Pentecost, this great celebration of the birth of the church, Let us try to remember our own baptism, or maybe if you haven't been, sorry, your own confirmation, and if you haven't been confirmed, try to remember a time when you saw a confirmation, to remember that at confirmation we receive this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit, which makes us this united family sent on a mission. 
Let's pray in a special way today that this gift of the Holy Spirit we received at confirmation may be stirred up once again in our heart so we can continue this message of Christ, this mission of Christ, of bringing peace into the world.